This podcast is sponsored by FortuneFavors.ie. FortuneFavors.ie is a home workout equipment store and your one-stop shop for all home gym equipment. They are well known for their adjustable dumbbells, which combine 15 different weights in one dumbbell. They have both 24kg and 40kg adjustable dumbbells. Check the link in the bio of this episode for more information. Hello and you're all very welcome along to yet another episode of the GA Statsman podcast and I hope you all keep you wonderfully well. My name is Matt Hurley and on today's show it's a bit of a shortened show today because there isn't much games this weekend. So we're going to preview the ladies games this weekend, the Camogie on Saturday between Cork and Galway and the ladies football finals on Sunday between first of all Division 2 between Armagh and Kerry and on the next game in Division 1 between Meath and my guest's county, Donegal. And you might have guessed the guest by now. It's, of course, Patrick Sharkey from the GA Zone podcast. Of course, I just mentioned he is a Donegal man and undoubtedly he's excited about being in a league final this Sunday. And what's so remarkable about the ladies' football final this Sunday, two things actually. The first thing is, not since 2007 have we had a league final without Cork or Dublin. And another thing, Donegal or Mead have never won the Ladies Football League. So this is an opportunity for one of them to walk away with that silverware this weekend at Crow Park. Some very interesting games and we will chat to Patrick about that and other GA related topics as well. Most notably involving my own county, Cork. The story going around the Parky Rain or Nowhere saga. That'll be discussed in this episode too. Just before we get into it though, I'd like to remind you all of our sponsors today at fortunefavors.ie. If you use the code STATSMAN11, you could get 11% off any order on the fortunefavors.ie website. Just use the code STATSMAN11 at checkout and you get 11% off your best home gym equipment around. Now without further delay, let's get into the preview. So welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Patrick Sharkey from the GA Zone podcast just to discuss this weekend's league finals in both the LGFA and in the Camogie. The Camogie on Saturday and the LGFA on Sunday. The LGFA involving his own county, Donegal. And we'll also discuss GA topics from throughout the week. Should be an interesting chat here. I suppose first of all, Patrick, how are you keeping? Yeah, not not too bad yourself there. Um, just looking at getting my own podcast and stuff, but no, it's good to be on talking to you. And you know, it's definitely it's a great weekend, especially for you know both ladies football and the camogie to take center stage. You know, and while um you know the there's no men's inter county action. Well, there's there's under twenties action, but there's none at senior level. Anyways, going ahead at the weekend, so no, it's it's great in there. And um, yeah, I'm not doing too bad up in Donegal yourself and. Hopefully. Yeah, not too bad. Um, in Limerick at the moment uh, for college, and um, hopefully going back to Cork soon uh, for work experience or something like that. Yeah. But uh, we'll have to see. Um, uh, first of all, we'll start briefly about uh, the Kabogi, uh, the Division Two final starting off. Uh, we'll go through this briefly enough. Um, Antrim against Wexford. It's on five fifteen. Mm. It's live on RT thirty two. Um. What do you think about this game? Like Wexford aiming to get back to Division One, Antrim in the senior side now. So, 
this should be a good enough game, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's a good game, you know. Um, Wexford, they obviously have one of the best camogie stars in the country, and Katina Park, but um, she's us, and yeah. So um, it should be a proper, proper, intense game, you know. And obviously, you know, um, Wexford are good team. And I think they could really be talking to the wire by Andrew, however. And oh, it's, it's it's a tough one to call it, right? but I think I'm I think Antrim just I think Antrim just have what it takes to get there. Like, you know, they've um some reason, you know, um they haven't done you know, they've often beat down, you know, who've been able to put up up to Oxford. So I just feel yeah, I, I just think you know it's going to be Antrim Saturday. Maybe there, maybe there is an Ulster bias, but I just think that's definitely um, their weekend. And do you think that also the scoring is improving in general? Mm. Because you look at Antrim being senior down, doing well in the Division One as well. It's just some very good players like Paul O'Hagan, Neve Mallon up and down. Source mm. McCartan actually moved down to Cork, so that was a. Bit of a weird move, um, and in honestly, I know she plays for St. Finn Bars, but I would have thought she stayed up in down. And you look at Andrew's players, Maeve Kelly, I'm not sure she's going to be fit for um, Saturday now, but she's a very good player. Fanula, her sister as well. Like, some very good players up in Ulster, indeed. And do you think Ulster Hurling and Camogie in general get the credit they deserve? Um, Look, it's not, you know, but you have both Andrew and Down playing Division 1. Like, um, they both have actually won All-Ireland in the last and Kogi. So I think, you know, people actually know Kamogi probably do actually maybe give it their respect. It deserves like and you know, um the big difference this day and night between Ulster Kamogi and Ulster Hurling is that Andrew and Down have won at an all Ireland stage. They have won, you know, but you know, okay, while Andrew and Down and the hurling, you know, they, they've got far, you know, before, and even even Derry have got to Ireland semi-finals before. They're just, they haven't throughout history, despite it being strong and all the rest, and maybe probably the best chance was, I wasn't alive then, but probably 1989 for Antrim, but still, just, they haven't got that there. So I think, you know, um, just, yeah, um, you know, I think the only thing that maybe avoid being disrespected is maybe Antrim needs to stop being a yo-yo team going from you know that there to my there but look it was um great thing all rest but um yeah and last year we'd all um Ulster teams except for man I believe feeling teams you know we don't like all we, we were fielding it in the Nazi Murray Cup but not in the All Ireland series so it's definitely you know they are for improvement but the aim probably should be to get all nine Ulster counties a Camogie team of some sort. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think Ulster Hurling definitely deserves some bit of credit. Like, you know, we mentioned some of the Down players, the Antrim players, like, uh, I think Keir Donnelly from Armagh is a very good player as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, there are very good players up in Ulster, indeed, and uh, hopefully it thrives and uh, hopefully it starts with Antrim beating Wexford. It'll be a hard to ask, but just before we leave the game, I suppose, just a word of Wexford. Like, they were all the champions around the late 2000s and the early 2010s. They're now in Division 2. Like, the they could win this Division 2 point, but still, where do you think Wexford Hurling has gone? I know, or Camogie, excuse me. I know Wexford has improved over the last few years, but the years before that, they were pretty dire. Um, See, a lot of those ones, maybe early 2010s, late 90s, a lot of those girls were kind of 
all those same agents stuff and all the rest, and they're just fucking around. And then all of a sudden, a lot of them kind of just retired within the same time frame, and then they had to bring through a young person. Around. So it's been, you know, a massive rebuilding process. But I think, you know, in Kamogi, when you're not, you know, when you're not Kilkenny, Cork or Galway, you're you're considered a small county, even even temporary can be put in that category, where you know you have your golden generations. You just sometimes you know gets a good crop of players out of nowhere, and RS you know happens there, and same you know with that there. So that's just you know what happens. Small counties like you know cause um you know you could easily be say, having the same conversation about you know the Limerick herders in fifteen years time. Just sometimes just golden generations just happen and. That's it there. I don't think there's any massive kind of black spot. I don't think there's any, you know, they're still, I still, from outside looking and they still look well run. There doesn't ma- seem to be a massive kind of anger in the cap running. There's, there's no massive fallout there seems to be from that there. Like, unless, unless there's something I, I've not been told about, but yes, it seems so. No, I just feel that's just like what you get with the smaller counties. Yeah, absolutely. And that game is on at 5.15 on Saturday night in Crow Park. It's like an RT2. should be an interesting game. But um, the real game in the, the Camogie World really is between Cork Galway, 7 o'clock on Saturday evening in Crow Park. It's like an RT2. Like, two of the other finalists meet again. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be a mouth-watering tie, you know, when the championship hasn't begun, you know. And, you know, I think one, both teams are kind of... I, I just think they might want to just think... Why don't we just kind of t- take a step back because you know they don't want to give away too much for you know championship and all the rest like but no absolutely you know and um obviously um Cork have a very high profile backroom manager and you know um Davy Fitzgerald gets suspended on his first day out and everything like so they're definitely you know pulling the strings there so no like it's great like you know um this early in the year that we can get um, such a good game and all the rest, you know, I'm sure both teams will give us a good final. And yeah, they're definitely a good team, you know, and um, Galway, very, very strong as well. Um, obviously, they kind of have good players well, like, but, you know, I think Kilkenny might be looking at it thinking they can rest players while other teams can't. Like, it might, it might be in Kilkenny's advantage, which is weird, but... I but I would have to back Galway um to go on out. You know, Aoife Donahue is definitely the best midfielder in the country. I think, you know, Neve Kilkenny it's outstanding, you know. I don't think you can get, you know, um in the history of Kilkenny, I don't think there's money better midfield duos than them too. You know, Sarah Healy usually gets her puck outs right. So I just think they're to have that thing there, you know, and obviously Orla McGrath is a real, real good forward, and she adds a lot of value to the team. And yeah, and there's also, but you know, you, you can never look look over the car girls either. You know, they're um, definitely got talent on them as well. So, like, they have, um, you know, McCartan. Obviously, she's um, phenomenal player. You would imagine, you know, Sigerson's good. Amy O'Connor, you know, she's probably. You know, there, there's a strong argument that she's probably the best in the country. Laura Hayes is always a strong hair and everything, you know, and um, yeah, Amy Lee never really gets caught out behind the sticks. So definitely two giants going together, like, but I 
do would yeah, I would give the back in, but I would still give the back in Galway. I just think you know that just that crop of players have more experience on the big day in Crow Park with the court teams a little bit younger, and I just think you know it's it's gonna be Galway's night. I suppose looking at the Galway scores as well, you mentioned Eve O'Donoghue being the best midfielders in the country. She, she scored three of the league so far, but an impressive player actually has caught my eye, especially is Re- Re- Rebecca Henley, who scored 3 9 in the league, 3 5 from play. Like you look at Ailish O'Reilly, Carrie Dolan, they're down to this, but Rebecca Henley's at the top. Like, how key could she be on Saturday night? Very key, you know, you know. Um, look, um, she's not going to score as much as she scored in other games. Make no mistake about that. No, you know, but I still think, you know, it's definitely going to be a tough game, you know, and I think she will be, you know, she will be definitely on there, but, you know, I think, you know, she'll, she'll be well marked at the same time, but I definitely think, you know, yeah, she'll absolutely be a key player for them. So I've no doubt about um that there, like, and yeah, so no, not absolutely, I can't believe I forgot her, but definitely a key, key player there. And, you know, it's, um, Gonna be, you know, no rain, but we have around nine degrees, eight degrees, so it should be, yeah. I'd, I'd back her all right. When you look at the car players as well, like Amy O'Connor, for example, she's been hitting the lights over years now, but she scored three, four in this league campaign. Sorsha McCartan scored one, three from play. I mentioned her coming down from down. That's an interesting move to say the least. Like Chloe Sigurdsson, Ashley Thompson's done well in fairness to her midfield. Fiona Healy's a player that has caught my eye though, one twelve, one seven from play. Like she's a brand new player coming into a new enough young team. Yeah. And as I but the managers clearly trust her, so why not? You know, and, and she's absolutely proved her jersey in other games, you know. She's she's proved why she needs to be there. So I see absolutely no reason she shouldn't be there. And yeah, absolutely. And and I think the better there, and you know, I definitely think, you know, that's just um, the great thing about Comey, you know, they really like to use the junior and intermediate teams to really channel through top stars. So, no, that's absolute credit to her. And no, they're definitely all the better because of it. But, um, yeah, what look, whatever happens, I still feel it's going to be Galway's night. And I suppose, uh, before we leave this game, for the record, I think Cork will actually win this game. I'll be um, for. For my own county, I'll be back in my own county to win this game hopefully on Saturday night. But before we leave it, like there's been a huge um, uproar about David Fitz in the Camogie board, especially from uh, podcast episode 35. I think guest Sarah O'Donovan, uh, she was saying on Off the Ball that he brings a bad influence on the game. Like, uh, Do you necessarily agree with that? Do you think David Fitz brings a bad influence on the game or do you think he can raise the profile of Camogie even more? Yeah, I know it's kind of like, you know, oh, it's kind of like, you know, he's a bit of a, you know, if you went down, you know, any random street and I think a lot of people would struggle to name who the Cork Camogie manager is. But um, when it comes to Davy Fitz, <laughs> um, I think they, they know the backers are, so, you know, he's a bit of a, a celebrity appointment stuff like, but um, look, um. Look, I don't really think, you know, it's a two court Camogie have decided to hire themselves. So, like, you know, it's 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 completely up there. It's like, and it's, he's not, you know, bring out there. Like, so I'm sure, like, but, you know, if, if they get results, are, are they, they going to complain? 
no, they're not. Like, so I do think, you know, and, you know, people always complain about them playing the sweeper system and whatnot, but look, you know, um, yeah, look, I just, mm, maybe like, I'm, I'm not too sure about it, like, but um, if he does, you know, but it does show, you know, that maybe he didn't just, you know, drop down, you know, he could have, Davey Fitz was definitely the kind of man who would have, could have got good money coaching maybe a Dublin men's hurling team, you know, maybe a Kula or a Kilmacott or someone, but he didn't, he went and took this challenge in Cork, you know, and he's definitely, I don't think, you know, he's there doing it for the crack or anything like so, he definitely has ambition there, like so, I'm sure, you know, he's not, <laughs> it's definitely there, like so, no, I've no, I, I don't really view it as a major problem, but I can understand other people's issues. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, he's a, you know, a bobbly character. Let's just say on the sideline, and he could definitely add something to Kamogi. But I can actually see Sarah Donovan's point there. Like, um, you know, there wasn't brawls or any like anything like that in Kamogi in the past. Not major brawls or anything. There was a bit of brawls and fairness in the past. Um, you know, with um, a few carp and Kenny tosses and all that. But there hasn't been brawls to this magnitude ever since Dave. Um, you know, Davy then Davy Fitz pops on the scene and a brawl starts within the first game. I I don't know, I don't know. And like it's the boy's opinion, definitely, but we'll have to see how he behaves now in, in Crow Park on Saturday night, which is even RT two. Um the next two games are from the latest football uh finals in Crow Park. Like the, the latest football league has been as entertaining as the men's league this year. Like there's been a few shocks. Yeah, absolutely. Um I don't probably problem. Some people might be shocked by my own counties <laughs> get um beating Dublin in that semi final, but no, absolutely. You know there has been some sensational things. I mean, it's obviously it's obviously great. You know that um the people have been able to go on online and just stream any game from Division Four right up to Division One. So no, no, it's it's fantastic for um the ladies' game. Of course, I can no, it, it's looked good like and um. Yeah, it's definitely showing out there. Like, so you know, if I was, but not some absolutely fantastic performances there. And you know, I just, you know, but the, but these happen all the time. But the fact again, aired and stuff, and again, more coverage. I think you know, it's just the respect there. I don't think it's any, I don't think it's exactly unique to any other championship, but still, it's you know, it's probably unique, you know, and who's in the division two. Um, one final, it's not you know the regular guests, but still, I still feel you know it's um fantastic expression there, and um, long may it continue. Yeah, definitely. I echo your point there on the um LGFA streaming services. I think I mentioned this on GA Fan TV and my podcast, so I own podcast myself. Like, uh, the men should do that clearly on GA Go, but um, the fact that the ladies are doing it definitely gives the game more recognition. I watched a few games, Cart Mead was on it. I watched that the first day out. There was a few others as well. And of course, I watched the semi-finals and they were absolutely brilliant games. But um, before we get into your own county in Division 1, we'll start with Division 2, which is at 2 o'clock on Sunday in Crow Park. So we our man, Kerry. Our man haven't got to Division 1 since 2017, Kerry since 2018. But um, both these sides look like Division 1 teams. So this will be a huge battle. Absolutely. Um, you know, um, Kerry... Like for some reason they just they they're probably you know it's probably hasn't been easy for them being in the toughest province of Monster you know uh, Kerry struggling the Monster you know you 
the latest price at all. Like, but still, Kerry, phenomenal, phenomenal team. You know, um, I think they've really trees. They're both senior teams, which obviously adds it there. Like, you know, you sometimes Division Two finals, you might have a an intermediate team or something. But you know, so it's definitely going to be a Titanic battle. And you know, I think both teams are definitely dark horse could easily win either of their provinces this year. So I think that's a bit of a mad thing. But um sensational game, you know, and it's gonna be aired and teach Karen and Oris and again their recognition and Crow Park and everything like so no absolutely and you know um me for in the, the division two final last year and um little did they know you know after that one it might have spurred them on to you know the holy grail of all Ireland. So I don't don't know about Armar Kerry but you know, it wouldn't be after what Meath did last year. I wouldn't put it past them. So absolutely, a very strong one. Amy Mackin, a phenomenal footballer. You know, and so is her sister as well. Malin, she's a fantastic player as well. You know, and they really have some great footballers there. Like so, yeah. Um, you know, they gave Leash a good a bit of a hammering as well. So that, that's what kind of makes you think they probably shouldn't be there as so, well. You know, and um, you know, Neve Coleman and Eva McCoy as well are also massive assets um to their team. But you know, Kerry on the other hand, you know, I think you know they've gone a bit under the radar, also hammering leash going on the into this year game. So you know, they're not um they're like, but yeah, um phenomenal players, you know. You have you know O'Connell, Scanlon, Galvin, Brosnan, you know, a lot of these girls are coming up, you know, and yeah, it's definitely a good one that they're like, and no, I could definitely see it as, you know, a really, really good game. And, you know, it's probably just, if that's what you're doing your Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Watch it. If, you know, it's out there, you know, and um, I definitely think Anna Galvin will be the key player to watch out, even though she doesn't score much. She's still, you know, a great footballer and always adds a lot to the team. Yeah, definitely. So two very good sides. You actually mentioned the Mackin sisters. Like, they're actually the two top scorers for Armagh. And when you look at their brothers as well, they're in the Armagh first mm. 15 as well. Mm. When you look look at the Mackin family, like, take it easy to be an artist with his family. Like, there, there's some group of, um, you know, individuals there. Like, Amy's a superb player. Blaheen is just as good. Like, this, all oh, the Armagh players are saying that. And when you look at Connor Tiron as well, she's they have a very good family. Absolutely, it definitely uh, runs in the blood in their family. You know, it's definitely, yeah, probably the best. You know, oh yeah, yeah, probably be unfair if they competed in Ireland's fittest family, but on the other ones, but still, they're 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 great, great footballers, and I, I, you know, I think they're an absolute credit to themselves. And no, uh, absolutely, um, great Irvinger and um, both the Mackins obviously will be. Probably the key players there, you know, and um, I don't think there's really much better families at the minute, you know, when it comes to GA circles. But if, if anyone can find, you know, four siblings play, representing their county team, let me know, like, other than these ones. But, yeah, credit to them, you know, and definitely, you know, it's on the order in there, like, but... Um, yeah, definitely. Like they've uh, brilliant family, all right. And even behind them is Eva McCoy, was actually a guest of my podcast as well. And what I noticed about the interview with her, like the Armagh team seem very happy with what they're doing. They enjoy their football. I know they aren't in Division One necessarily, but they reached another semi final in twenty twenty. 
they were only got beaten by Mead let's not forget last year like if Mead didn't go on that same brilliant run like who knows where Armagh would have got that year so do you think the enjoyments from these Armagh players translates onto the pitch? Absolutely they definitely you know they definitely look like a, a great bunch of you know they definitely seem to have a crack and whatnot but no absolutely they're definitely you know falling off trees and stuff like but you know as soon as they get division one status that gives them a chance to play against the best teams ahead of the league and everything like so that's you know the polar difference i think between others like so definitely absolutely you know and next year when they have that experience you know they could be all in 2023 but you know i think um their aim at the month is to maybe chat challenge Donegal for the Ulster title. I think that's the realistic game for Armagh. I think, you know, maybe they're two years off in All-Ireland, but I definitely think, you know, they're definitely coming for the Ulster Championship. So, I like, I don't know how it will go or how it will pan out, but, you know, I think that will be the aim. But still, you know, you won't put past them, you know, and that the group stage thing in 2020 really helped them, you know. But, yeah, um. I, I just don't think, you know, I wouldn't put, don't think they're at Meath's level or even, you know, maybe Cork or Dublin's level yet, but they're still a good team. I'd probably put them at the same level as maybe Donegal and Mayo. Yeah, definitely. They have a very good group of players there. And uh, I suppose their opponents, Kerry, also have a very good group of players. But when you look at their scoring, Jan, actually, there's one clear player at the top, um, Louise Niverhortig. 214 from play, 232 overall. This this uh, player has some ability. Absolutely. Like it's probably unfair in the other teams in division to allow a player of her quality to <laughs> step on the pitch. But um no, absolutely, you know, they're they're flying it, you know, and she's definitely the tallest woman for Kerry. But I think, you know, if I had to give, I think she definitely is the best, you know. Um, player in the carry pitch there and absolutely but I'm sure Armagh and Ulster if we <laughs> we know how to play bank at defence you know they definitely <laughs> you know but um, I know it's not ladies football has never really been that defensive ever but it's still you know it's um, good enough for them and yeah um, I still would back Armagh defenders to you know keep it quieter than usual but I definitely think you know They'll be sourced there, but I just think, you know, I think Armagh just have proved more in the championship. So I think I'd have to go with that there. Like, but there's still, you know, the like, you know, if you throw someone like Sean Aguirre on her or Kato, then maybe, maybe there could be some kind of a disruption. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Um, Louise Neverhart is an absolutely brilliant player. And maybe Armagh will play the defence. We'll have to see. But when you look at him, the young talent in Kerry is what's intriguing to me because um, the likes of Fiona Tackney can't get in this team. Like She was um, brilliant for UL in the O'Connor Cup. But when you look at players like Erica McGlynn did well for the underdog, she's the third top scorer for Kerry at the moment. She's a very good young player. Neve Carmody as well. Uh, you could Shea Roche can't get, it, get in this team either. Like There's very good young players in Kerry, something to build on for the future, even if they don't win this game on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um, it's going to be a learning curve for Kerry, but you know, them getting the experience of playing in Crow Park is kind of like, you know, remind them, you know, how to kind of 
get everything like so yeah absolutely it's going to be a massive massive one for them and i hope it works out for all of them and um yeah i do think you know this is what is gonna hold everything together and i would definitely think that yes um that's the kind of game which is going to get improved carry but I, I just don't think it's going to be a win but you know there ain't next year's obviously just surviving division one and maybe surviving the senior championship for the ladies and see how it goes so you'll be backing your own um, uh, provincial women Armada to win this game yes yes I, I'm for I will predict Armada to go out and win this year game um, I just think you know it's yeah it's their game to win. Like I just think you know I've 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 seen more of Armagh to impress me, but you know maybe Kerry can surprise me, and I wouldn't be surprised. But you know we'll see. Yeah, I'd probably back Armagh as well. Like uh, Kerry has some very good players, and I actually love to see Kerry do well. They haven't done so in ladies football for years, but just take Armagh have so much quality all over the field. Uh, they're way too good for Division Two. They should have really gone up last year. But it was just that me team, of course, going up to Division Division One. But um, that game is live on TG Car at two o'clock on Sunday. Speaking of me, uh, it's the final of Division One. Mead against Donegal. There's two interesting aspects of this. Not since 2007 has there been a final without either Dublin or Cork, and Mead or Donegal have never won the Ladies Football League. So there'll be a first um, on Sunday, definitely. Well, it's going to be a magical story, and I hope I hope it's in the northwest. But you know, um, no, you can't ignore it. You know, but if either team, you know, will confirm themselves as champions of Ireland, you know, champions of um, the league for the first time, it's definitely a massive thing there. You know, and obviously, we've never won the All Ireland one, like, but it's definitely, you know, if, if we won the leagues, maybe that can spur us on, and maybe we might win it. But you know, um. I don't know if we're big hopers, but still, I think, you know, yeah. But I think, you know, we're a great team going all, and I don't really see too many problems with them. A few girls left for one reason or another, but I'm just so impressed with them. It's more the fact that I'm impressed with Meath as why well. I'm going to back. I don't back Meath to one. I just, I don't really see what's holding back Meath from that game there. So it's, you know, it's going to be tough, like, but it's definitely going to be, a brilliant, brilliant battle, and um, yeah, obviously, Vicky Wall, <laughs> Emma Duggan, um, are definitely Boo Bells, you know, Jeremy McLaughlin, best footballer in the country, and he, Karen Goffrey as well, a talented top player, Tara Higgerty as well, and Ethan McCaughan is slowly developing into one of the best goalkeepers in the country, so absolutely, and I definitely think, you know, this is going to be a massive game for Donegal and yeah but I'm going to have to back um, you know but, but um, it's still I'd have to back me feel maybe next year when Vicky Wall and a few others go off to the AFL or whatnot maybe then we'll have a different story but it's it's pretty much you know um, Donegal Meath's game to one Me, Dublin, unbelievable side. But look at Donegal's uh, scores. I know Karen Guthrie is the top scorer, 2-3 from play 2-12. I 
But a player I'm going to focus on is Yvonne Bonner. She's just come back from AFLW. Like, she looks some player at the moment, and she's a massive asset for a maxi side. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, um, there's a bit of where, you know, that we obviously lost Kick and Evie. She's gone out um, to come the medical team of the US women's soccer team. So that's obviously a massive um, thing out there. And, you know, Keir Grant um, has got um, a chance to play professional soccer in Scotland. So fair enough. Like, but Yvonne Bonner's come back from Australia and it's like she's never been away. She is absolutely phenomenal you know um wraps it up for glenfin wraps it up for donegal she is phenomenal there and no she's an she's an asset there and if any player deserves to walk up that steps part it's her you know she's been through she's been through it all and you know she she was there um when we won the intermediate title in 2010 against waterford so you know she's she's seen it all in terms of um you know, out there and the rise of Donegal Ladies Football and, you know, she would have been there in 2015 when we won our first ever Ulster Ladies title. So it's just, you know, you need kind of the stalwarts like her to push you over the line and that's what she is. And, you know, I think, you know, if, if anyone deserves to win it on that pitch in either side, it's absolutely going to be her look. And yeah, uh, what she's done for us county, I don't think we'll ever get recognised enough. Yeah, she's an absolutely phenomenal player and coming back from AFLW as well, like, uh, what a player she is. I remember that goal against Dublin. Superb goal and have they needed at that time as well. So like this team, you've you mentioned they were intermediate in 2010. They've only really got to semi-finals and stuff like that. They got to a league final in fairness against Carp in 2017. But Will it, will this will winning this in Crow Park define Donegal as an as a potential all Ireland contender? Um, outright? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think you know. I wouldn't put us as a contender, but if we win it, and you, you sort of have to, you know, because it is, you know, Division One. It's it's the second biggest prize there is to be won. You know, so I I would have to say we are like you know, and I know. You know, but don't get me wrong, we did lose a game in the kind of like group stages of the league. So I'm not, you know, going to hide away from that there. Like, and we just, we managed to pull through and get kind of on the other, and we, we, we finished second in our group. Like, so it's not like, you know, we were some kind of a dominant force in the league so far, because we weren't. But I still think, you know, um, we're in the final for a reason. We're in it because we're good enough. We beat, you know, the the former four-in-a-row champions, you know, that, all right, they lost to me here, but, you know, they still have a lot of that team still left. Like, so we still really put it up to Dublin and got that win. So I have absolutely no doubt that um, we'd be considered all our contenders, but I'd still back Meath to win it for a second time. But if Meath got knocked out early, I'd probably back Donegal second, maybe Dublin third, Cork fourth. And uh, yes, yeah, that's roughly what I would have put down there. So no, I, yes, I would absolutely um, think that would be the case, but I don't see it happening. But yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I suppose a living dream, I suppose. Uh, Donegal never won all Ireland and never won a league. And this could be the first time we win the league. And that could be a stepping stone, definitely. And you mentioned Meade. Uh, you think they'll win the all Ireland for a second year in a row. And um, it's, I think it's impressive the way Meade have bounced back. Because usually with the underdog story, like, I'm changing sports a bit now, but Leicester City, for example, in 2016, they were involved in a relegation battle the next season. You could other teams like Connacht and the rugby, they didn't do so well the next year. Like, for me to do well as it stands now, it's an achievement for them, isn't it? Yeah, but the one thing about the GA, which is a bit mad, is that, you know, unless maybe they have work commitments elsewhere, they usually will always be stuck with me there, you know, you're not going to stand, you know. Um, you know, so like, I don't think, you know, okay, all right, you know, the big talk is that, you know, Vicky Wall and a few others will be jetting off to Australia in 2023, which when the AFLW season's meant to be longer. But no, so far they've really, really kept up that momentum. They haven't shit away or anything like and you know, they've just really, I think, you know, Eamon Murray, he's just he's just honoured a real gem of his team, you know. And I think, you know, I talked earlier in the Komogi part, you know, about there's sort of um how do I say it? Um Okay, some teams just have a golden generation. That's just what it is for you know, they just find this crop out of nowhere. It's not all I don't think they'll be a top team for 10 years or they'll never pull that kind of like six in a row. What's six in a row cork done? You know, I don't think they'll ever get to that level, but they still I think, you know, are the next three or four years they'll be one of the top teams in the country. But I think, you know, they might slowly fade away after that. But yeah. Yeah, they're a top team, all right. And um, when you look at um, cast your minds back to last year, who would have thought that Meade would win the All Ireland and then go into a league final to follow that up as well? Like, I know there were some Meade fans, especially Ashley O'Reilly from Off the Ball, who was on my podcast as well. Um, she was bigging up Meade and all that. I was thinking, seriously, can Meade beat Dublin? But alas, they did. What a superb achievement from them. And the belief from the squad, the belief from the fans, um, in that county as well, kind of stems out of the pitch, doesn't it? Absolutely, you know. Um, <laughs> there was um, like a league game where, like, there was like I think they nearly sold out Park Talton and Navan for a league game. A ladies, like, like that's that's about mad when you think about it. You know, so they're definitely you know well, it was against Dublin, so obviously there was always that meet Dublin rivalry aspect, but. Um, you know, if you know, we certainly wouldn't sell out McCool Park if we'd done a goal to your own ladies playing each other. But no, they're absolutely um on there and no, there is that belief and there's definitely an interest and investment. And there's yeah, they're just something about this team that's just so likable. I think, you know, and um I think me if they really get behind they really get behind their county, you know. Um, and anything like you know, because I don't think hurling camogie or men's football, they don't have much success. But now that they're successful, song, you know, so many people are coming out and everything to support them because they have a realistic chance of winning in all Ireland. You know, or you know, um, unless maybe they're all Ireland minor men's um, winning team, some good comes to them. They're probably not going to win the all Ireland in the next five years, anyways, for the men's. But you know, for the ladies, there's that kind of belief and everything. Like so. Um, the only thing is, though, there's always the argument, you know, bandwagon supporters, sunshine supporters. But to be honest with you, they brought a good crowd to the intermediate final when I was there in 2018. And like, there's so many people there, you know, 
with so much interest in the sport, like, and um, I think when I was at that finals day, they probably the second most fans there. Um, and then the most was obviously Dublin, who were playing Galway later in that final in 2019. So, no, absolutely. And there's definitely a buzz about them. So, no, um, they're definitely well supported in different counties, RS. And I think, you know, maybe if other counties done the same, what, what would stop them from being as good as me, you know? Yeah, definitely. What a story these beach players have been on. I think Dave Rispin actually mentioned on the podcast, I think one of the previews, I think it was before the Meade Cork game, that actually the latest footballers get more support than the mains. You wouldn't have seen that like a few years ago. And that just shows how behind the team the fans are. And um, yeah, some brilliant scores here, especially I, I'd like to focus on, I know Emma Duggan scored 110 superb, but I think we've talked about her enough, what a superb player she is. But um, Orla Lally, 2-4 from play from midfield. Like, she could be a key player now on Sunday to try and break down this Donegal team. <laughs> um, yeah, and Gaelic football games are always lost and won on midfield. But uh, no, I have absolutely no doubt she will do enough destruction to win it. And I was, a, you know, she's definitely a key component of the Meath team. So I have absolutely no doubt you know, she'll be well there. You know, we've we've some good now. Roshan Rogers has really matured into a great, great player there. You know, um, it's not often, you know, that great players, you know, come from the Rosses, but she has been absolutely brilliant and um she's a credit to herself. So I think, you know, it'll probably be Rogers v Lally matching up with Jory, you know, and she's look, I'll be, be an interesting battle, but um I would still have to back um, Rush, Russian Rogers and stuff right there, and um, but yeah, um, I just think you know, but uh, still, it's still you know she's she Lally's a great player and um, definitely I think doesn't get the same recognition probably because she doesn't score as much as you know Emma Duggan or Vicky Wall, but. Certainly, Meath's key player, and um, I think you know some Donegal fans might have to check their blood pressure watching her. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, Donegal would have to check their blood pressure watching every player in this me team. They're so well talented all over the fields. And um, before we go on um, into the prediction in this game, I wanted to get your thoughts on um, um, Eamon Murray's comments. On Vicky Wall potentially moving down to the AFLWM, he called us. I, I I'm not quoting directly from him, but he didn't. He wasn't particularly happy. He um he said he wasn't a great sport and all that. And um, what did you think about that first first of all, Vicky moving down to AFLW after winning in All Ireland? And secondly, what did you think of Eamon's comments? Yeah, I, I know exactly the situation you're on about. Um, right, I'm gonna put it one way. Um, hmm. It's, it's a professional sport, put it that way, you know. It's, it's a chance to love and train as athlete, you know. Um, ladies, hoppers, they don't get that much and stuff like So, absolutely, you know, and it's, it's you know, she probably, as a girl, you know, maybe playing Gaelic football and maybe she probably didn't even know that, you know, she could go on, make a living as a professional athlete, you know, and absolutely, you know. So, it's probably, <laughs> um, it's, it's where every Irish person goes in need of a job, but Australia, um, but absolutely, you know, it's, it's a phenomenal opportunity for her and stuff like, so I, I cannot take off her, like, you know, and um, 
you can never really deny someone going for a professional sport. You know, it's um, that's what any athlete wants, you know, and probably it's just, you know, maybe a lack of sport for ladies' games and whatnot is maybe the reason and all the rest. Um, but um, that's the one thing. And I think the only one way to curb it, you know, is that um, maybe one thing that keeps a lot of Donegal men's footballers from going away to Australia is the strong connection with the letter Kenny IT was now Atlantic Technological University where a lot of scholarship and stuff are handed out to young doing golf player stuff. So I think, you know, maybe at their like, but phenomenal opportunity. And as for Eamon Murray, I think he's, I think he is right in what he's saying. Look, maybe I'm just so used to watching Gaelic football, but, you know, I tried watching someone in TG Carter. It's, it's not the best of sports. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not, it's, you know, I don't, you know, but I'm sure, you know, there's definitely Aussies is, that's what they're used to watching. Fair enough. I'm not going to take that away from him. That's what they enjoy. But um, he's right though. But he, but he, but he, he never said, you know, that you know it's a it's a terrible opportunity or anything or whatnot. He never, you know, I think he, I think he does deep down understand, you know, that she's going out to play a professional sport, you know. But um, you know, they, them losing <laughs> Vicky Wall would be like us losing Jeremy McLaughlin. So I, I definitely understand where he's coming from, like and. Um, it's probably, you know, Ger- there's been rumours that Geraldine going to the FLW and thankfully she hasn't, but I wouldn't deny it if she did go, but absolutely, you know, it's um, just, you know, he's right about it being a rubbish sport, but ah, yes, the, you know, there is, I don't think there's, I think a lot of outrage is probably a little bit uncalled for about his comments, but he's as entitled to his opinion as anyone else. Yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know, is it the comments where he's throwing his toys out of the palace? Just, just um, frustrated about Vicky movie down, or is it genuinely what he feels about the sport? I'm not entirely sure, but look, uh, we'll have to, you know, speculate about it for a bit more until we get into the further facts. But um, you'd be predicting me to win this game, would you? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd have to, you know, it's not only go are good, me for good, but I don't see what's going to stop me, you know, and, um, as a Donegal <laughs> fan, you know, we've got the so money kind of got so far. Played it, we get a big one, then the next game we maybe collapse or something. You could say, like, so I just, I've, I kind of, I'm just used to, you know, that disappointment. So, you know, but if they prove me wrong, the Donegal girls, I'll be more than happy. I, you know, it's one of the predictions I would more than happily want to be wrong about. But as I'm gonna 100 have to back me, um, just just with everything going on, like I just think they're still, you know, the number one team in the country. If you had to do it up high ranking for ladies football, so no, I would still give all credit to me. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to pass me, isn't it? Some superb talent there, and um, not winning a league title that'd be an incentive. Detroit with us, uh, it's on a TG Carroll live in Crow Park from four o'clock. And um, before I let you go, Patrick, there's a few GA news stories um, circulating around, including my own county, Cork. Um, I heard, I think you've heard about this by now. Um, it's Parky Rinner Nowhere, basically. Um, the game was supposed to be in Parky Heath, but Ed Sheeran uh, decided to, you know, uh, play his, um, his concert in Parky Heath at GA Stadium. It was then going to Parky Rin, but because of crowd trouble or revenue or I don't know what it is, it's going to be moved to Killarney. But the Cork footballers have said recently 
and Keith Rickon and his management team have said, no, it's Parky Run and where we are staying here by hook or by crook. Like, it's live on Sky as well that night. Um, what, what what do you think of the whole incident? I think I ranted about this enough on GA Fan TV. If you didn't hear that, uh, go check it out. But I wanted to get your thoughts on it, Patrick, from an outsider's point of view. Do you think car players are in the right or are Munster in GA in the right? Or what do you think? Carker 100% right. You know, I, I understand, you know, it's probably not as, you know, you look at all the small stadiums around the country that are smaller than Parky Run hosting games, right? You know, you have Corrigan Park and Antrim host, and, um, you know, Antrim v. Calvin. Now, they had absolutely every right to host it, you know, because they got the home draw and everything, like, just like Cork did, you know, Dungarvan, <laughs> that's no big stadium, and they get to host games. Um, Cusick Park in Ennis is, isn't a big stadium, and they get to host games. Um, Ockram is, you know, it's not really great either, you know. Um, but so there's definitely a lot of smaller ish stadiums, you know, around the country and stuff that there seems to be no real problem with hosting championship games, you know. And all of a sudden, you know, um, taking a 17,000 stadium for a 25,000 seater stadium, you know, all of a sudden that's oh, it's. You know, it's one of stuff, you know, it's it's probably, you know, just ah, like the Monster County Zone stuff. Like, so I definitely, you know, it's, um, and we've seen with Newbridge and stuff, you know, I think, you know, that's kind of the GE and stuff, you know, you know, that a home draw is a home draw, whatever circumstance. And, you know, I definitely think fair play to Cork for taking a stand on such an issue. And, you know, I hope it, I hope it works out for them. I hope they manage to get it to, Parky run because you know it's it's what you deserve. I know there is some kind of agreement, you know, for the next two ties, you know, they will get in Parky Creep, it just disrupts everything. You know, we'd rather, you know, have it home this year, maybe an open draw next year. If Kerry get a home tie next year, fair enough, no one's gonna take it off them. But just uh, you know, but in all fairness though, um the court. GA chairman, I think, did say that a decision for the Ed Sheeran concert was made before the split season and stuff. Well, not like, but you know, as as we've seen, you know, uh, maybe you know, a college American football game taking you know the Mayo Carey game and many other factors. You know, it's just what kind of influences it, but still, um, it's a great um one for that there, and I've no doubt Cork will win it. So no, absolutely, and um. I'm sure that um, they'll come out the better end and they will get the, their game hosted in uh, Parky Run. And um, yeah, it, sh- it should be a lesson, you know, just that a home draws, a home draw. I'm assuming there, Patrick, you mentioned uh, we'd win home advantage, not the actual game. What? I, I assume there um, that you mentioned that um, car, you say Cork would win. I think uh, you meant uh, oh, Cork no, would win no, home advantage rather than the game. No, no, no. I don't think uh, Cork will. Uh, well, I, I, as much as I predicted that, you know, on GA Fan TV back in 2020, I know, no, I just think, you know, Kerry, they're different. Animal this year, they kind of learned their lesson. You know, I just think, you know, Kerry first day out in Munster. No, they should be. They should be. You know, a strong one there, like, but you know, I don't know. Kirk could have a good run through the back door, and I don't, don't want to, you know, Keith Rickens definitely bowling something, and I definitely think, you know, um, 
even if he doesn't achieve anything, I think he for press conferences he's a great lad. Um, I definitely think he always, you know, he definitely looks like a great lad man to go for a pint with. But you know, I don't think, uh, um, they're like I just think you know this Cork team, this Kerry team, I think are finally kind of hitting their mid twenties age group now in Kerry, and I just think you know it's their time to shine. But you know, it's a local derby. They always say form goes out the window, and if Cork does, fair play to them, absolutely. But. Oh, I just, I just don't get that feeling about it. I just, I just, um, wherever it's played on. But yeah, and I do want to say, but if Parky runs on fit, then maybe I don't know, Sample Stadium or somewhere neutral in Munster. But yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, hopefully, if we get home advantage, I'll be just happy enough to say players will win that battle anyway. And um, who knows, we might win the war. You never know. You never know. Um. Uh, just before we let you go, Patrick, any um, place we could find you, your podcast, or you or know, at the start of the episode, you're going to start um, another season of your own podcast. Yeah, hopefully in the next few weeks, I want to get for championship events. Things are, yeah, absolutely. Um, just look up GA's own podcast on Spotify and whatnot, and all of Apple Podcasts and other things, and you can find out and look at maybe some of last year's preview stuff and see how maybe wrong or right people were. But no, absolutely. And the big plan is to, of course, get. Um, more reviews and reviews and whatnot for this year and yeah yeah brilliant to hear Patrick glad to have you back in the GA scene at least and uh, I thank you for coming on today and hopefully you'll enjoy games now at the weekend hopefully for your sake Donegal walk off those uh, Hogan stand steps and click the league uh, for the latest football for the first time ever like that'll be so achievement mm, absolutely brilliant achievement for the county you know and it will inspire a, a generation you know of Girls is on a goal that they can, you know, go on and do it, you know. But uh, absolutely, I'm not. Uh, there. Yeah, yeah, I'm more than ambitious about it. But yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks very much, Patrick, for coming on to the podcast. And uh, I'll link your um podcast, um, your own podcast, GA's own podcast, below in the bio of this episode. Thank you, then. Bye. Massive thank you to Patrick for taking the time and coming on to the podcast today, and thank you all for listening to me. Thank you to Fortune Favors for sponsoring the show once again. And until next time, I'll see you all then and take care.